Hi, and welcome to another episode of Raising His Kids, a podcast for stepmoms. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren, a child-free stepmom of one, hoping for an hour's baby soon. And I'm Tony, a bio mom of two and a stepmom of two. We are two stepmoms who, although we live at opposite ends of the world, quickly bonded over how we all deal with the same Karen as we navigate our lives raising his kids. Welcome back to another episode of Raising His Kids. We are thrilled to have a very special guest with us today. We have previously referred to her as the OG stepmom. She is Nacho Average Guest and is none other than Lori Sims, who will be sharing her stepmom expertise with us today. For those of you who may not know, Lori and her husband, David, have dedicated their lives to helping blended families thrive. They are the hosts of the popular podcast, The Nacho Kids Podcast, Blended Family Lifesaver, and have established the Nacho Kids Academy, which provides practical training and tools for blended families to overcome obstacles and strengthen their relationships. Lori is an internationally renowned blended family expert, and her Nacho Kids method has been featured in various media outlets across the globe. Lori and David's mission is to empower step-parents with the necessary tools to save their relationships and sanity, and to reduce the percentage of failed blended families. Their Nacho Kids method and Nacho parenting style have been a lifesaver for thousands of step-families worldwide. We're honored to have Lori with us today to share her insights and wisdom. Hi, Lori, and welcome. Hey, how are y'all? We're doing fine, thanks. We're doing good. Excited to be talking with you today. I think Tony's going to begin... Uh, with a couple of questions from her end. Okay, Tony, go All right. ahead. All right. So I just want to say that the first time that I personally heard about the Nacho Method, and I know you and I have talked about it before where I grew up, where my mom was a stepmom to my older siblings and she didn't Nacho, she raised them like they were her own. And so I thought that that's the way you had to stepmom. And the first time I heard about the Nacho method was from a friend who said it to me in the way of Nacho kids, Nacho problem. And I'm like, well, how are these kids not your problem when they live in your house? (laughs) And then after connecting with you on Instagram, I I learned that it's far from the truth. That is not how the saying actually goes. So I was wondering if you could quickly debunk this misconception about what the Nacho method really is about for our listeners. It very well can be Nacho Kids, Nacho Problem, as you said. Kids can drive you crazy. It's right. not it's Nacho Kids, Nacho Responsibility. And that does not mean you neglect these kids. It does not mean you ignore them. It does not mean that you treat them differently. That's obvious with other kids around. It's basically saying that the responsibility for raising this child goes to the bio parent. You are their partner. But those kids are their kids. They are not your kids. Mm -hmm. And through the process, if you join the Nacho Kids Academy, you've got the Nacho Kids Boot Camp and this Change Your Stinking Thinking Challenge and a self-care challenge. And each of those things teach you a lot of self-development. It's not about trying to change the stepkids or trying to change your husband or your partner. It's about trying to change you and how you see things in the blend. And it helps you to not need to sink or swim a bit. There's some tools there then. Yes, a lot of tools. To to navigate this world that can feel so overwhelming to so many stepmoms. Right. And a lot of people, unfortunately, believe that it is just disengaging. But it's not. There is so much more to it. 
And yes, you don't have negative interaction with the stepkids, but again, you don't ignore them. If they ask you a question, you can say, go see your dad, or you'll have to ask your dad, or you can, if they say, can you give me a cup? Of course you give them a cup. You're not, it doesn't turn you into a butthole. Excuse my Right. (laughs) (laughs) If you're already a butthole, well, I don't know, because I was a butthole when I started this, but anyway. (laughs) That's a self-development. Story. Yes. Yes. <laughs> self-development. And I'm telling you, I do not think anything else in this world could have given me the growth that I have developed personally through this process. I believe it. And and you can see that you nacho kids, nacho responsibility really highlights it for me that you're still validating the child. You're mm. still involved. Yes. And you can even say in those moments where where a child may be coming to you, I, I see you and I hear you. I think we should talk to daddy about that, even yes. including yourself in it, right? But that exactly. ultimate decision then comes down from the bio parent. Yes. And I will say you never nacho safety. No. If little yes. Johnny is running around with a knife chasing little Susie. You stop him, remove the knife, make sure everybody's safe. And then when the bio parent comes home, You can say, this is what happened. I don't know how you want to handle it as far as punishment, but it's in your hands. Right. Here is the data. Yes. And you have to be careful not to inundate your partner when they come home from work with, as soon as they walk in the door from work, they haven't even sat their stuff down. And you're saying, little Johnny did this, 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 and this. What are you going to do about it? Oh my gosh. And we've all done that. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we have. I am lightning fire sometimes. Would you believe what these kids did today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, girl, I used to be there. I used to make lists. <laughs> but then I used those lists as a developmental tool. I went back through the list and identified the things that I felt like David really needed to know. And then I walked away and I looked again, probably 10 minutes before David got home. And I went back through that list. And it was rare that I had to say anything to him. And the Mm -hmm. reason is because I say kick into babysitter mode a lot and people freak out. Oh my gosh, you're calling the stepmom a babysitter. No, no, no. Listen, it's mentally putting yourself as the babysitter. So when I was looking at this list, I said, if I was a babysitter, which one of these things would I tell David about? Mm -hmm. None of them. It's giving yourself permission to drop the bags a little bit. Yes, you don't have to have a, a bullet pointed version of, of how the day went. If you've handled it so far, then there's nothing to talk about. Right. But you're saving that one bullet point that maybe needs further discussion or something. Right. And there are instances where stepmoms can discipline the child. The bio parent has empowered the step parent with that authority. Mm-hmm. And backs them up 100%. And unfortunately, too, a lot of people think that David was a crappy dad, and that's why I had to nacho. No, that (laughs) wasn't it. He was a good dad before we got married. After we got married, I didn't think he was, but that's because my perception changed. Right. And sometimes you have crappy kids. Let's be honest. They are not angels all the time. (laughs) Don't take me down that road. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And we've spoken about this before where I've had to take... I, I wouldn't say that I 100% nacho little Jay, but I've had to take a nacho approach in certain aspects with him because of his behavioral problems and just to keep my sanity and to save my marriage because it felt like to my husband that I was picking on his kid all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And I get it. Being a bio mom, if David says anything about Jackson, I automatically get defensive. Mama yeah. bear mode. Yeah. But something I do want to say before I forget, if you don't mind. Absolutely. 
there are different, we will say levels of nachoing. My situation was so bad. I had to what we say nacho supreme. And Mm -hmm. that included a full year of me not engaging with the stepkids unless I was spoken to or unless it was sheer praise. Right. Well, that that kind of segues to my next question, which was what are some signs or situations in a blended family dynamic that may indicate that the nacho method could be beneficial for a step parent to implement? Oh, that's easy to answer. If the stepmom is going back crap crazy, if <laughs> <laughs> if the bio parent is miserable because the stepmom or step parent, we'll say step parent, is always bashing their kids. If the step kids are saying they don't want to come back to the house yeah, for visitation. If your blend is not, and I'm not saying nacho fix everything, don't get me wrong. But the life happens in between. Right. You nacho the things that cause stress. So if I enjoy cooking, I'm not going to stop cooking. Right. That's ridiculous. But if you are not happy in your blend, there are tools out there that can help you identify the problems, the triggers, and help you adjust to the blend in a role that works best for you and your partner. Right. And I think a big thing that you're doing, Lori, is handing permission to these step parents because you'll notice that that bio mom or bio dad, they nacho. They nacho in their own way. We yes, have they a, do. We have a six-year-old, I have a six-year-old stepson with a developmental disability. I am mentally, emotionally better suited with patients to walk through daily hard moments in life with him where my husband just starts, he kind of freezes. Yes. And, and not God, in a bad way, Yeah, but, but, but he nacho, nacho responsibility there because in our dynamic, he has, he has handed me that responsibility in those moments. We'll tap in and tap out because I tap him in sometimes, right? Right. But, yeah. but and it's he not- has permission to, to tap me in right. and, and to say, I, this is, he's screaming. I can, <laughs> I don't understand what he's trying to sign to me because we utilize sign language mm-hmm. and, and emotionally you just hit, hit the peak where you don't, you don't want to start yelling at your kid, yes. but they're wiling out. So, <laughs> and a lot of times, again, there's so much misunderstanding with the method. It drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. one of the things is it's okay for your partner to ask for help. It's of not course. okay for them to expect you to be a parent to their child. Right. And if you see your partner is struggling, getting little Susie ready for school in the morning, you can offer to help. You don't have to sit there and wait for them to ask. But just know when you offer that help, it's quite possible they're going to think that you're going to take that over. Yep. So you have to set those boundaries and you have to say, I see you're struggling today. I will help you today. Mm -hmm. Keep that today on there or right now. And you can help them. It's not abandoning your partner and throwing them to the wolves of saying, here, these are not my kids. If they eat you, that's fine. I don't care. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's the job they take on anyway when they have kids. So it's not really your responsibility. Right. It's not punishment. The purpose of it is originally when we created Nacho Kids, it was to relieve the stress of the step parent and allow them to eventually build relationships with their stepkids that was healthy for everybody. Mm -hmm. But that has extended into so much more of what's in this. It helps you take the pressure off of your, of the bio parent. David no longer felt like he was stuck in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just so much more to it. But one of the things I have to tell you is when I, it hit me in the parking lot that day when I were like, they're not my kids. It didn't mean I didn't love them. Right. I didn't like them. 
<laughs> and there were points prior to that, that I wish they would go stay with their mom hundred percent of the time, mm-hmm. but I knew that would hurt my husband. Right. But when I realized it in that parking lot, I felt the weight of the world lifted off my shoulders. And then through the process, there were times that I felt weight coming back and I had to identify why am I feeling this way? What options do I have to um, resolve how I'm feeling? So for instance, I walked in the living room one day, they were all in there laughing and I was watching my house hunters international and Mm -hmm. I heard them laughing and I'm like, oh, must be nice to be in there being all jolly. And I'm like, wait a minute, Lori, calm down. And you can get up and walk in there. Mm -hmm. And I did. I got up and I walked in there. I said, what are y'all talking about? And this was part of that re-engagement process. And they told me and I laughed with them and it didn't take, you know, David has four kids and I had one. It didn't take long for somebody to say something I thought David should address. So within five (laughs) minutes, yeah, within five minutes, somebody said something, David didn't address it. And I'm like, whoop, taking my happy butt back to the bedroom. Yep. Just kidding. This was fun while it lasted. Yep. I'm not ready. And I think you just, you just made a great point about how often we can project as step parents and that's not even the root. Right. Oh girl. That's like the cereal box. Uh Uh-huh. Does the empty cereal box make anybody else mad? Oh my gosh. Or an empty cabinet. I'll rip it off its hinges. Yes. (laughs) Or the milk carton that has one swig left. Mm -hmm. Drives me nuts. Yeah. How many of you have bio kids? Just me. Just Tony right now. Okay. Tony, when your kid does it, does it make you as mad as when your stepkids do? It actually does. (laughs) But that's because him and I were on our own for a while where he used to put those things away. He'd put them in the bin. Yeah. But then when he would see the boy, the other boys not doing it, he stopped doing it. That's why it makes Mm -hmm. me mad. Yes. Well, the empty cereal box drove me back crazy. I had came home from work. I was in a good mood, really good day. And I remember walking in the pantry and picking up that box of cereal and it was empty. I turned into the exorcist. (laughs) (laughs) And then once I calmed down, I'm like, I just flipped out like cheetah over a cereal box. What is wrong? It's because it's not the cereal box that we see. We see a lazy stepkid, an unappreciative stepkid. And then we say, oh, okay, great. They're going to live with us till they're 50 because they can't (laughs) throw away an empty cereal box. And that's not reality. But you can't always convince yourself that in the moment. No, No. but that's another thing that we teach is how to pause. Mm -hmm. We teach how to not respond I mean, how not respond, how to not react, but to respond. Right. And how you have the ultimate control over how you let things affect you. Yeah. Yeah. I can convince y'all I'm in the same room with you right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never met you before in person. <laughs> so you can take that same craziness with your mind and utilize it to your benefit. Right. For sure. You can. That's like the negative. That's something else we talk about is automatic negative thinking is your brain's way of protecting you, but it's harming you in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it's a behavior. Oh, yes. And it's you have to break to it. Undo. Yeah. Yes. And that's why like our boot camp challenge is 30 days long. You need that time to break bad behaviors and create new ones. And it takes that long. It's scientifically proven to change yes. your behavior. So yes, don't snub your nose at that because it takes work. It does. It is a lot of work. And I don't think people realize that it takes more than like one positive thought to change your mindset on things like that. Because people will be in my inbox like, oh, I tried and it didn't work. Like, but did you really try try? again? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And oftentimes I will put it in this perspective. And I know this is 
extreme, but say little Susie wrote on the back of your couch with a black marker. Mm -hmm. You can't hide it. Your couch sits in the middle of the living room. You can flip out and go crazy and upset your husband and upset the kid and upset yourself. And you can be mad at that cat or that that happened for months. Right. Or you can stop and say, you know what? That pisses me off. And I don't know if piss is a cuss word where you're from. I'm sorry if it is. No, it's fine. <laughs> but we cuss all the time, Laurie. Don't worry about it. Because <laughs> I know the feeling. You get so pissed off. That's when I go steal a steal one of my husband's American spirits and the ladies will see me on the porch. I got to go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you take a second and say, this makes me mad. And you can set your phone for five minutes as a timer and be mad for five minutes. If you try mm -hmm. to be mad for a constant five minutes, you start thinking about minute two, like this is a long time. Right. But yet, if you don't take that pause, you're going to be mad about it for months. Yeah. And you can say, this makes me mad. You deal with the emotion. But then right. you realize there is absolutely nothing you can do to fix that problem. You can tell your husband or your partner, you're going to pay for me a new couch because your kid. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's really good for your relationship. Right. At the right. end of whatever outburst you have, they're still going to be Sharpie on your couch. Right. Or, God forbid, little Susie's diagnosed with some kind of terminal illness. Right. And you're thinking, oh, my God, the last thing I said to her was, you're stupid. You drew on my couch. What's wrong with you? Right. And sometimes you do have to go to extremes with that thought process to make you realize you're putting the wrong emotional weight on things. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. The recognition is hard. And so is the work, but it's yes. worth it. And it's so hard realizing that you are part of the problem. Right. No one wants to hear that. That's just nope. human nature. But again, you can take that information and you can say, I'm going to have a pity party and I'm going to go down path A and I'm going to tell everybody how miserable I am. Or you can go down path B and deal with it and move on. Right. And realize that that's the one thing you can change is yourself. You can't change your husband. You can't change the kids. Yep. You can try, ex. but it's going to hurt. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you can try all day long, but you're going to fail. Right. Right. <laughs> it's that definition of insanity, doing the same thing again and thinking you're going to get a different result. Yes. And a lot of stepmoms have experienced insanity. I am mm -hmm. one of them. Yeah. I have done that. Like I spent the first two years of our relationship probably just trying to do the same things, expecting something to be different. And it never was. Yeah. If I can only holler at them enough, they will learn right. to not put their shoes at the front door. Right. Maybe this right. one time when I holler, it'll uh, matter. They'll realize it. Mm -mm. Yeah, and then we have to think that these kids go back and forth between homes a lot of times. Mm -hmm. That might not yeah. be a rule at mom's. We, we got to yep. cut them some slack. Yeah. But they are, what's they your boundary? full-fledged humans. Yes, they are. With emotions and quirks and everything that comes with their own dharma. I don't know. I'm getting hippy-dippy yoga here. But they are living their own life separate from you, even though it's alongside you. Right. And right. they're carrying everything from these blended homes back and forth in their backpack. Right. Yes. And we often talk about a Venn diagram. And for people listening that don't know, it's that circle diagram where a lot of times the circles overlap, mm -hmm. Yeah. you know, partially. That's how we look at a blended family. You've got mine and David's relationship. You've got David and his kids' relationship, mine and my son's relationship, my son's relationship with his kids. And we all overlap a tad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We are separate families, but we still have that blended family. Right. Right. Lauren, what was your first introduction to Nacho? Uh, it was actually through Lori. <laughs> um, I 
started my Instagram because I couldn't find like any stepmom content that related to me at like the time. Um, Now, of course, I found all of you amazing people, but it was really hard in the beginning. And I found Lori's Instagram and that was my first introduction to it. And I kind of followed like a version of a nacho method and I kind of want to ask you more about the different levels um in the beginning of my relationship with my husband I was like super hands-off and I like gradually got into it and then we went through like a rough patch and um I definitely disengaged a lot but that helped me a lot um like Mm -hmm. you said with the pause and I like used a lot of that time for like healing myself and find, trying to figure out why these things that this poor two-year-old was doing was making me so upset. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I did, did a lot of work there, but um, I did want, I know you touched on it a little bit earlier, but I wanted to ask you to like clarify a little bit more about like the different levels of nachoing, because mm-hmm. I do feel like I like nachoed completely and then like gradually had steps until now where I'm like uh, way more involved. Right. Now let's just say that your level, all right, sorry, I was thinking. You've got my level where I disengaged fully for almost a year. That gave us time to heal. Mm -hmm. When you disengaged, did you say, I'm not doing anything for this kid? If I smell that this kid has a dirty diaper, I'm not changing it. Or Uh, you're on your own, buddy. If she's sick from daycare or he's sick from daycare, I'm not going to go get him, even though I'm next door to the daycare. Uh, No, it wasn't that extreme. Um, I was still like helping him when he needed help the way a babysitter would right uh, or like an aunt or something I just wasn't like I wasn't doing any disciplining I wasn't doing regular school runs or anything like that what about um feeding the baby and stuff like that like if you take your day of how you were involved prior to nacho and then you look at how it was when you started nachoing what percentage of time did you spend interacting with that child less percentage wise does that make sense oh, oh, a lot honestly like there were there were times where I would like either just leave the house completely or like hide in my room for a while and I'm not proud of this at all but um yeah I would just like just sit in my room for like a long time just so like I wasn't because our house is so small it's like you could hear everything mm-hmm. so like just so I wasn't like completely in the moment with them I would just like sit back and just be by myself. Right. And oh, do yeah. not do not be ashamed of anything you have done as a stepmom. I slept in a car one night when it was 20 something degrees outside. I love it. I relate to that so much. <laughs> I would have died from hypothermia or whatever it is before I got out of that car. Mm-hmm. I feel that. <laughs> Crazy. Yep. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, oh, since you step back that far, it's a little different with a toddler, right? But yeah. since you step back that far, I would say that you nacho supreme. That's because even if you nacho supreme, you're when you're helping, you're helping dad. You're not yeah. helping the child. And no, right. again, we are not saying anything negative about children. I can hear some people listen to this now saying, a two-year-old, you were nachoing a two-year-old? What's wrong with you? A two-year-old sucks sometimes. I would not show my three-year-old and she's my child. (laughs) But that's okay, right? We can say that about our own kids. Right. Yeah. But what you did was you stepped back and did that work. Let me give some examples. So Nacho Supreme may be what you were doing. Nacho Medium or Light, we can say, is you still take the kid to daycare and pick her up. Because it's more convenient for everybody. You still cook supper for the kid, even though the kid complains and it causes you stress because your husband isn't home in time. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the nacho, I don't know, 
I've got this actually on a page, but the nacho um, extra light, we'll just say for this. The plain tortilla chips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The no cheese. <laughs> that is more of, I'm still going to help the kid with homework. I'm still going to be involved with school grades. I'm still going to be involved with getting them ready for school, attending school events, um, helping them with whatever they need help with. I'm really involved, but the only thing I am not doing is discipline. Mm -hmm. So I guess as I'm talking to you and answering this, I'm actually answering it for myself in a shorter version. It depends on the level of engagement that you're at and the level of discipline that you're going right. to have. That makes sense. Um, I get also get people in my inbox like so frequently who are like, my partner expects me to do everything. So I can't nacho or like something like that, where how earlier you were saying that your partner like a hundred percent trust you to make these decisions and like whatever, but that's not always the case that they're yeah. like backed up or supported. Oh, we see that all the time. I can't nacho this. Right. And my question to that is, so you're ready to leave your relationship over that. Right. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, I didn't say that. You are. You're though. telling me that you can't change the way you feel about the situation. That's what you're telling me. Now, right. granted, we are not talking about abuse or anything like that, or the stepkid cussing at you. You definitely cannot show that. But it's a limiting belief. Right. It's doubt. It's and... their way of saying, I have to have control. Mm -hmm. I'm not nachoing it because I'm a control freak. Yeah, that's <laughs> so I think most stepmothers are. Oh, I'm going to get some hate mail for that one. No, it's honest. <laughs> it is. It's honest. And sometimes people need a mirror. Right. And the level of nacho that I did with each kid was differently. Right. And it changes. Here yeah. I am, how many years later? 14 years later. So they're adults now and they're making decisions that a few of them I can say, I don't think that was a good idea. Mm -hmm. And some of them I just think in my head, I sing the nacho song to the macho man song. I'll say, they <laughs> nacho, nacho kids. I'm so glad they not my kids. <laughs> and keeps your sanity that way. Yes, you've got, you know, life is short and we have to remember that. And there's no reason to be miserable. I understand right. that not all blended relationships are going to work out, but that was our goal was, or our mission is to lower the percentage of blended families or step families that don't make it because all it's doing, these people are leaving this blend because they don't know how to deal with the issues. Then they get in another blend. And the same thing happens. Right. And then the next thing you know, they've been with eight people and their kids are just so confused. And I think part of it is a relationship that blends has come from somewhere else, right? We have already experienced trauma. We have experienced loss and bad relationships. And you don't want to say Beetlejuice or it's going to happen again. But the right. reality is that if you don't bring this up and address it, it is going to start to erode your relationship. Yes. If it's not working, say something. Yes, yes. And Lord, Lori, I think it's just about my turn. And I have never been, and if I was a nachoer, I would be the crumbs at the bottom of the tortilla chip bowl. <laughs> and I've been so excited. I wasn't even scheduled to record with the ladies tonight, but I hijacked the episode uh, because I wanted to be involved so badly. Because, I'm so glad you came. Because I respect your method so much. But I am up to my neck in tortilla chip crumbs. So I became a stepmom overnight. Mm -hmm. uh, bio mom did not allow me to see the children until we were living together. And so one weekend they came to stay and they never left. We've been 50-50 since then. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, she wouldn't let you see the kids till you and your partner lived together. 
and it had to be a certain amount of time. By the time that happened, we had already moved in together. Oh, so wow. I had only met them one time. Okay. And because I'd only met them one time, but I knew what I was getting into, right? I knew exactly what I was signing up for. Girl, I don't care if you met them a thousand and eighteen times. <laughs> right, exactly. Still don't but know. No, especially not until you live with them. So then all I had on my stepmom pants already. They were tight, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I had to learn. I'm a childless stepmom. I had to learn how to be a parent overnight. I did not want a single bit of criticism, could handle none of it. Mm -hmm. because it mattered so much, right? I felt such a weight. And what we have a six-year-old who was then two, he was two with a developmental disability and a seizure disorder. Mm -hmm. And then this little baby six-year-old I was meeting and they were both so little that it's made our blend very weirdly normal. Right. And I never understood, (laughs) to be honest, and I'm sure there's other stepmoms that have come into this natural progression of life like I have, but don't hold your breath because it wasn't until this weekend that I was like, oh, Nacho Kid, <laughs> I need to talk to Lori. Because- I love it. I love it. And the reason I say that is I will get hate mail from somebody. And then two years later, I'll get a message that say that says, I'm really sorry I sent you that other email, but right. I need help now. And I've gone completely off my own script. When I wrote this before this weekend, I had wrote that I'm a very pragmatic person and I always appreciate holes being poked in my theories and tendencies. I was ready for that. I ripped (laughs) them open myself because we, our dynamic is so odd because of having a child with a developmental disability. You're not nacho in that kid. Now I know you can, but he wouldn't understand. He literally would not understand. But now I'm playing and being, he's an enigma and he's made stepmomming an enigma. He is not, though, the one that we have problems with. And not that we have problems, but we this weekend had our first time where our 10-year-old who is uh, not disabled and very well-spoken was playing the parents against each other, complaining on the phone that I clean his room and he all of his stuff gets messed up and dad wants to have a movie night, but it's always his movie and he isn't letting me do this or that. And so I called his little self downstairs. (laughs) told my husband to pause whatever he was doing because we needed to talk right now right now because this isn't just gonna slide no no Mm -hmm. no 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 but also it was the first time that I wanted to hand my husband an issue and then listen right it had never happened before so it was a very interesting turn in my dynamic especially as being a control freak perfectionist to say you need to get his mom on the phone we need to talk on speakerphone and you guys need to need to address this how did because that it went really well. Bio mom, I had heard her on speakerphone upstairs trying to turn his attitude around. And then he just got called out, right? Which instantly proves to him, hopefully, that that behavior won't be tolerated. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, you can be upset. You can be bored. It's not anyone's fault but your own. <laughs> right. If you're, if you're getting given options, well, why don't we do a science experiment? Why don't we do a movie night? And you shrug? Well, that's your result then. Right. But it was just so it it will forever be a poignant moment in my stepmom journey that it was the first time that I felt like I should back away. Yes. Was Which was hard? Be- it was beautiful. Was it hard uh, to back away? It was hurtful to me. Yes. I think yes. because I have been so enmeshed in their lives and I have just been their person that it was the first time I'd heard something negative about myself. Right. And I understand it. It's this 
prepubescent little hormone ridden 10 year old who was trying to do life between homes. And I told myself that, but it didn't stop me from going like we try really hard, Mm -hmm. right? We try really hard to be then kind of just bashed on. Right. How often do you have the stepkid? 50% of the time. 50%. I thought that's what you said, but I wanted to make sure. Yep. Yep. So we've got a journey ahead of us. Uh, I might be enrolling in the academy. (laughs) Because I don't think now, now that we have a new dynamic, we can't continue the same way we were. Right. Because the game board has changed and I'm not going to allow myself to be put in a position that makes me feel like I walk on eggshells. Yes. So to protect myself and to build a boundary, and that's what I'm saying, my whole plot twist, because I didn't think I'd ever nacho. Now look at me now. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, was I, need to, I need to do that for myself. Bio mom doesn't see me as a parent. Right. That's never been a problem because within the walls of our home, we all knew what the deal was. But if the script has changed, I'm going to write myself a new paragraph. Well, I want to tell you, you cannot be wonderful enough for the stepkids to never lie about what you do. Right. That is something that, yes, I'm glad that you addressed it with your husband Mm -hmm. and he called by a mom. Yep. But all that did was paint you as the bad person even more because you told on him. Yep. Does that make sense? And that's okay. I'm not sorry. No, I'm not <laughs> saying I you was, should be sorry. Right. No. And I told him then I said, I'm sorry, honey, but that hurt me to hear that. And, yep. and we're not going to have secrets like that happening and, and going back and forth because we all love you. It's uh, one of those things where you don't want to monitor his calls with bio mom. Right. And, which I don't think that's what you were doing. You just heard it. No. And I told him, I said, you were raising your voice and it's what alerted me. We could hear you downstairs. Mm-hmm. So called him on his own BS a little bit. Right. Because he looked just offended. <laughs> yes. Just the, the face that we got was totally caught in the cookie jar because mm-hmm. uh, he knew what he'd done was wrong. Well, he's um, going to do it at, when he gets home to her anyway. Oh, of yeah, course. You can't stop it. But what you can do is the next time you hear that he's on the phone with mom, if he raises his voice, just go outside, walk away. Yep. And I, I think what I'm saying is right. I've I've made myself a leading actress here. Mm-hmm. And I'm done with that in, in this situation for now. Well, because I put myself up to be scrutinized. Uh-huh. And now all of a sudden it doesn't feel good anymore. And it's felt good for four years. So this change is a little bit jarring. And I don't want to be reactionary, but I also know I'm not the leading lady right now. And that needs to be okay. Right. That role isn't safe for me right now, mentally, emotionally. Right. right. Yes. And it may never w- be again with him. Right. Who knows? But And I, I want to be able to just love him. That's all I want to do. And I can't do that right now because I'm scared of him. Right. And we see it all the time where a stepcat has accused a stepparent of doing something that could make them lose their job, go to jail. We could go on and on. Right. And they need to understand that, yes, what they did was wrong. But what we need to work on is how it affected you and how it hurt you and how to move forward to where those things don't happen again. Not from from him because he's going to do it. Exactly. How you respond to it when it happens. Yep. And that's the thing. I've never had to place a boundary before. We have just been beautifully meshed together. And I'm thankful for that season. We are not there anymore. Right. And it's very new and I'm still kind of jarred. So I'm still processing and I'm going to give myself time to do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But I know that I know that we're changing the way we do things. Well, and if you've never heard him say anything like that before, you kind of have to dig deep. Yeah. 
and figure out, is there something that has happened that has caused this change? Is it just a hormonal teenager? Is it something going on at mom's house? Is it something going on at school? What could have changed this dynamic? Right. And we currently have a, um, I haven't talked about this much on the podcast and I'm not going to yet, uh, but we're filing for amended child support. Mm-hmm. And I know it made bio mom angry. Oh, well, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's heard different things, if he has had his opinion of us changed. I respect bio mom and I don't think that's the case, but I can't be sure. I'm just pulling all the data, right? To pinpoint, just like you said, what has happened, what has mm-hmm. changed. Uh, and that's the biggest thing right now. And even if he heard it from across the house, uh, you know, they got little bad ears. If bio mm-hmm. mom was talking on the back porch with a girlfriend, I don't know what could have been said. Right. Right. And you're hurting his mom. Exactly. Yeah. Instant yeah. villain. It doesn't yes. matter that we can't afford groceries and she can go yeah. to Jamaica. That doesn't yeah. matter to him. That's irrelevant. <laughs> exactly. So I want, again, I just want to be able to love him. And we've always said in our home that the kids are priority number one, because once they are, then if they're set up, then my husband and I can focus on us and it's always worked for us. And so we're going to keep that. But priority number one being his uh, his management, not on my shoulders anymore. Mm-hmm. We used to to balance that. And now now we need to not. And that's okay. He can right. still be priority number one. Because here's what's going to happen is your husband's going to say, okay, little Johnny, we're going to go watch a movie this weekend, or we're going to watch this movie tonight. And you're going to think to yourself, oh no, you better not, uh, you better not pick it. You better let him pick it or he's going right? to complain to his mama. <laughs> exactly. And then there's that resentment. Exactly. And I don't want that. I've never had right. it before. Right. And I don't want to live my life like that. Right. So yeah, join the Academy. I'll give you a discount. <laughs> oh, thanks girl. I'm poor. We pay child support. <laughs> girl, I know. I get it. <laughs> I think that um, segues us to the next question, Laurie, which is, can you tell us a little bit more about the Nacho Kids Academy? Okay. We had, can I tell you a little backstory first? Of course. Absolutely. Okay. So once we realized what was helping us, which is now called the Nacho Kids Method, I found people in other Facebook groups that were being attacked and I would message them privately and say, hey, I saw you got attacked in the group. I'm sorry about that. Um, My husband and I went through a lot of stuff and this is something we're trying. Um, If you want to talk about it, message me, right? And I took those people and I created a secret Facebook group. You could only get in there if I invited you. And so I handpicked these people and I started sharing with them what I did. And it started working for them. And I'm like, holy moly. Then David gave me the website for, I think it was Valentine's Day or something like that. And he thought I would just use it as kind of a personal journal, not share it with anybody. Oh, well, it went way past that, as we know. And then a few years ago, I decided that I wanted to be able to do this full time because the joy of helping other people is what feeds my soul. Mm -hmm. And so I created the Facebook group that you can join, but you got to answer questions. And I often call it the Island of Misfit Stepmoms because it's the hurt stepmoms, the ones that are struggling so bad, usually that join that group. And they just want to be seen. Right. It's one of the biggest things that we try and do with this podcast. Listen, we're not psychologists. Yep. We just, we want to see you. We can't fix it. Right. And so I tried to teach the method through the Facebook group. Bad idea. Mm Mm-hmm. There are too many people in there that want to argue with me. Look, I'm not telling you what you have to do, but if you want to do the nacho method, this is how you do it. And don't argue with me because I'm done with you after that point. I will nacho you. And (laughs) so 
we started seeing a lot of that in the Facebook group and we talked about it. And David said, well, what do you think of like an academy? And we went from there and we started the academy. And it's basically, there's a lot of video courses like how to deal with a high conflict bio parent, step family vacations, the holidays, when the bio parent won't parent guilty parent syndrome. There's all kinds of courses. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Nacho Kids Boot Camp Challenge. It's a 30-day challenge that teaches you how to nacho properly. You will have many aha moments <laughs> during that 30 right. days. And I and- imagine that's important because I could see people trying to implement the nacho method without having taken your course and kind of stepping in it sometimes without that guide work. Yes. And then they will often screw it up and then post, oh, well, this didn't help me, but you didn't do it right. Right. Well, this is how I nacho. No, you're not nacho and don't even call it that. You come up with your own name. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I'm tacoing. I don't know. But anyway, so um, it is a 30-day challenge because, again, you're trying to break habits and create new ones. Then there's also the change your stinking thinking challenge. And that is my favorite. It just it's all about your mind, basically, and mm-hmm. being more positive. And it's 30 days, too. And then there's a self-care challenge. That's 30 days because we all have to take care of ourselves. And, and I think a lot of time as stepmoms, especially new stepmoms, self-care goes out the window. You're yeah, trying to yeah. prove yourself. You're comparing yourself to bio mom. You're We need to nacho, bi- nacho ex-wife. Oh, no, it's nacho bio mom. We do say bio mom. Oh, do you? Well, I was just in my situation. I've been thinking, I need nacho. I'm nachoing everybody. I'm girl. (laughs) I am going to teach you so much. I nacho. I I nacho Walmart. Oh, I I nacho the in laws. I'm telling you, it is a way of life. That's actually our next one was as a step parent who's transitioning to the phase where stepmother in law and step grandmother relationships become a challenge. Mm hmm. Does the nacho method, nacho parenting style, is it beneficial for those situations too? Oh, yes. But hang on. I'm not through telling you what's in the academy. Oh, my bad. I got excited. That's okay. (laughs) Um, We have an anonymous community that you don't have to worry about anybody screenshotting crap and putting it in another group or sending Mm -hmm. it to your husband. We've got a journaling feature and we have two Q&A group coaching calls a month. Nice. And I feel like I'm forgetting something else. Oh, and over 150 hours of previous coaching calls you can listen to. All for the monthly price of $49.99. The whole burrito. It's 49 bucks. (laughs) It's not 99 cents. But a lot of people will say, I can't afford that. And I used to give it away. And I'm telling you, I have learned people have to have skin in the game. You do. Well, you're also at this point, Lori, you're a businesswoman and this is your intellectual property that is changing lives. You should charge for it. Right. But it bothers me when people say I can't afford it because I know some people really, as I think, can't. But then David will point out, wasn't this the person that you said couldn't afford the Academy and they just bought a brand new car? Right. That hurts. Well, I'm thinking "Mm." my thing is, if you don't want help, then don't act like you do. Get out of my group. My Facebook right. group. Oh, and mm-hmm. if you're in the academy, you cannot be in the Facebook group because it will mess your mind up. Those people don't know what they're talking about. Uh, contradictory. Yeah. You want to yes. focus on on the material. I have to admit, I was in the Facebook group when I originally heard about the Nacho Method and I had to leave because I didn't like what I was seeing. I'm not surprised. And, that, and that's when I connected with you on Instagram and learned the truth. <laughs> yes. Well, I know a lot of people will say, and I've thought about it. Why don't you just shut the group down? Because they'll say, how dare you let somebody put in there they hate their stepkids? Hey, buddy, I said it myself. So I get it. 
But that group can be off the chain. And the only reason I have not shut that group down is every time I've thought about it, I will get a message from somebody that says, thank you so much for your Facebook group. It has changed my life. Oh, absolutely. And there can definitely be some positive stuff. But I was kind of at a point where I needed help and I needed support. And all I was seeing was the negative and I wasn't seeing the positive. Yes. And so I went, I'm out of here. And I started my own Instagram page and I was able to connect directly with you. Mm-hmm. And that was more of a support for me yes. than the group. Girl, there's times I have to nacho the nacho group. <laughs> I, I have to take a break. I cannot. I don't think people understand that what we do is emotionally draining at times. For sure. I can only imagine. Because I care about you. Right. Getting goosebumps. But that's why I do this, because I do care and I get attached and I want to know what's happening and I want to fix everything for you. But I've learned I can't. You have to do the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's hard. It is hard. It's very hard. But change, change is hard, but worth it. I feel my ground is shaking a little bit right now. And I, it's a new feeling for me. I like it. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, me, well, me too. But right now I, I'm I think I'm trepidatious because I have this one child who requires so much and it's how we got here, I think. And the ladies and I have talked about this a lot. We have this one child who requires so much medically, emotionally, he can't talk. He's a terrorist around the house. And then everything that's left in the cup goes to our 10 year old and it's not enough. Right. So it's a guilt thing that's making me go, no, you can, you can hold it all, but no, no, I can't because then I'm not going to have enough for anybody. Well, and, and that's a to, hard thing to admit. Yes. And you have to remember what you're doing now is possibly preserving the relationship you can have with him in the future. Right. Uh, because I don't want to be bitter. Uh, yes. And raising a t- part of my shtick, if you will, is uh, reaching out to other parents of special needs children, especially stepmoms, because it adds this other layer of I, this weekend. I don't think I saw my husband until we had that <laughs> group phone call. Right. We're, we're, dividing and conquering because they both need so much that we tap in and tap out together. Uh, and it works until it doesn't. Right. And so, then and you wonder why you don't have a relationship with your partner because all you talk about is the kids or issues with the kids or needs of the kids. And right. then the next thing you know, you're thinking, I don't have anything in common with you. Right. I just posted this morning on Instagram about naked Mondays because we never have babies on Mondays. <laughs> you got to reconnect somehow. <laughs> I am not coming to your house on a Monday, girl. <laughs> no, stay away. You Lucky need to put a note on the door. Lucky we're not on video chat. <laughs> yep. No, yes. No clothes Monday. Are you naked right now? No, no. Okay. <laughs> well, I didn't know if it was a 24-7 thing, just naked Mondays. No, no, no. We have a anything possible over. with Madison. So, well, isn't that the truth? Um, <laughs> but yeah, the dynamic is is odd, uh, and and that guilt over giving more to one child than another that is not a stepmom thing. That is a parenting thing. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I think have. Go ahead. That's a thing too. Is to pinpoint this is not a stepmom problem. Every yes. family does this, but it's different when it's a blend. Isn't that the truth? Magnifies things. It magnifies and multiplies. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I have guilt over the stupidest stuff. And I have to remind myself, I have to do that little talk with myself. Is it true that you're a crappy mom? Right. No. No. Is it true that blah, blah, blah? Why do you feel this way? What, again, what's driving this feeling? I remember my son, uh, I think it was his fifth birthday. In fact, I know it was. I'd got him two cakes, two Spider-Man cakes, because I didn't know which one he wanted and a bunch of people were there. Mm-hmm. 
So he was outside and I asked one of his friends, I said, which one do you think we should cook, cut first? And he told me, and apparently Jackson heard me outside and he got mad at me because I didn't let him choose. Oh, he got jealous. Right. So this child is 18 years old. Do you know I still hear about that cake and that incident? Oh, to be, to be sure. Uh-huh. And David instigates it. He'll say, Jackson, I think she let him open up your presents too. That jerk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. My husband this weekend, he looked over at me and he said, babe, I'm sorry. And I said, what are you sorry for? And he said, I don't know. <laughs> for what's getting ready to happen. One of, those, one of those whirlwind weekends where you're high-fiving in the hallway. Mm -hmm. uh, and I said, I I'm fine. I'm whole. Like, you can take that guilt off yourself because I think you're just looking for something to feel bad about. Because we do that as humans. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'll tell David uh, I'm sorry for stuff that I shouldn't even be sorry for. It had nothing to do with me. But I'm sorry he feels that way is what I should say. Right. Yeah. 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 Actually, ladies, when, when I was sending her the the guest form to sign, I said, I, I want to be on your podcast too. The other ladies have. Yeah. Hey, and I, and I, did, an idea. I didn't know I was going to nacho. I thought we were going to debate. Oh, <laughs> really? You thought you wanted to debate with me? Listen, that's how I do everything. My husband and I have like state of the unions together where we just poke holes in each other until we come to a conclusion. It's just how we, we work. So, mm -hmm. and that's how my little perfectionist mind does everything. If I'm stuck on something, I want someone to please educate me. Right. I think I, I said that in yep. a post I made earlier that I, in knowing that I've never nachoed before and that it's not something I know anything about, I'm not going to act like I do. Do you so know that's one thing? Change my mind. Yep. <laughs> do you know that's one thing that I've had to learn not to do is debate really? with people that don't agree with the nacho kids method. Well, well and then I wasn't. I, that was probably not good verbiage. It's not that I didn't agree. It's that I did. I was ignorant to the full burrito. Right. 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 Oh no, um, I wasn't yeah. saying about you, but I've had to learn to do that. I used to think I can I can convince them, and then they'll want help. Right. And then I'm like, you know what? I just don't have time for that. Yeah. If I, if I that, make a post to you and you come back with something negative, I mean, with all due respect, there's 20 million other people I could have replied to. Not really 20 million, but anyway. Right, um, but yeah. I'm but sure your inbox is full. Well, it's my baby, so it's hard for me not to debate it or yeah, get defensive stand over up it. for it, right. Mm -hmm. And one thing that bothers me is other step family coaches or stepmom coaches or blended family coaches, whatever, they don't understand the method, but yet they'll comment right. on it and make it look bad in order to drum up business for themselves. Right. That's what bothers right. me about it. And people that judge people for not showing too. And see, uh, that's not what we're about. We we can respect other people's opinions, but at the same time, we don't want other people talking badly about each other. And we want to pick everyone up and we want to promote everyone. Right. And you would not believe how many YouTube videos I've seen where people will say, I don't know where this lady came up with this nacho thing. And they'll ask all these things. And I'm thinking, why don't you reach out and research? Right. Yeah. But those are the people that aren't willing to learn. Right. And have have no interest in it, actually. Right. Or they would have. <laughs> yes. Yes. Correct. And, and I get it. There's a lot of people that don't have interest or need nacho. And that's great. You should thank God every single day. Right. I was hoping that huh, <laughs> don't hope for anything. Uh huh. I was hoping that that would be me, that I, I could respect the nacho method, even though it was different than my own. Well, right. lesson, lesson learned. But mm -hmm. you can do that. We can see each other without needing to get our stepmom panties in a wad. Yes. And girl, there's some waddy people in that Facebook group I of mine, know. too. Listen, I go commando. I don't care what any of these oh people say. Oh, my God. <laughs> <I'm> a... <laughs> 
<laughs> TMI alert, TMI alert. Uh, no, I talk about my stepmom pants all the time. Might as well talk about my stepmom underwear. There you go. <laughs> it's well, my favorite think, analogy. <laughs> and don't ever, this is not how you tell your partner you're going to nacho. You don't even have to tell them, first of all, if you do it the right way, because mm-hmm. it's not bad. They'll just notice positive changes. But if you take little Johnny to school, don't wake up Monday morning and say, by the way, I heard this stuff called nacho kids. And them not my kids, not my responsibility. So I'm not taking them to school this morning. Good luck. And walk yep. out. That's yeah. crappy. I'm pretty sure that even with it, I love cooking and I love cleaning our home. I talked to the ladies about how uh, since our 10-year-old complained to his mama that I cleaned his room, I'm going to stop doing that. And oh, I told him that. We talked about mm-hmm. it. Uh, and I said, you you can tell me that if that's the way you feel. And, and I'll stop. I respect you. I respect mm-hmm. your boundaries. Um so I think I think I will tell my husband because although I don't because I don't think it will change our schedule, if you will. Right. I'm still going right. to wake up early in the morning with the babies because that's my prime time. And he's still going to do nighttime stuff because I'm pitiful by eight o'clock. Uh, <laughs> but, but you're in a good place with him. You're not where I was. Right. It, it yeah. has not caused any friction. And I recognized it early enough. And we're only a couple days since that event. I can say, hey, I really think that not showing would help us in this situation. It doesn't mean that I won't love him, play with him, be involved, mm-hmm. but situations like this weekend, I'm no longer going to handle them. Yep, exactly. And it's a boundary. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to like it, but I think he'll respect it. Right. And most of the people that have issues with boundaries are the people that are manip- manipulating you. And honestly, Lori, and I think the ladies will agree with me. I think it is going to help my relationship with bio mom because I have been so involved. Oh yeah. 100%. And there's places where I still will be. The medical health of our little boy with a disability. I have too much uh, history in that area and working Mm -hmm. with people with developmental disabilities that I will not be quiet when I think it's poignant. Yes. But all the rest of this stuff, uh, I'm going to back away. Yep. And you shouldn't be. And you mentioned that not showing in the um, stepchild with the disabilities wouldn't know any different. Your other stepkid shouldn't know any different either other than... All of a sudden, I noticed that Madison's not telling me to clean up and my dad is. Right. And I think, well, and I think I probably worded that incorrectly. I think it's an inability due to, and the ladies have seen videos of him where he pulls on you, he grunts at you. It's this constant redirection that without us as a family and as a home being on the same page, someone would get taken advantage of or behaviors would get worse. Right. And so I'm treating this as a safety medical thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is his entire time as he's awake. <laughs> yes. So, so it's just not possible, but he also can't talk. So he's, well, there's no, know, if he ever starts talking, Lori, my secrets and opinions are going to be out in that world. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to write a book and be a millionaire. I'm telling you. Yeah. But you don't need to nacho him. You wouldn't. Right. No, he's, he's six years old and emotionally and mentally uh, a two-year-old. So right. it's not appropriate right. where he is. Yes. Now. I have to say, if you had kids of your own mm-hmm. and you felt like you were neglecting your children to care oh, that for would, that stepson, would be a game changer. Right. 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 And yes. for families that might have that in their situation, uh, that's where uh, some bio dad boundaries would come in, I imagine. Yes. Of, of you need to take them somewhere or give me time with my child to mm-hmm. to dote on them a bit. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's I'm hip. <laughs> That kind of works in with one of our listener questions. Um, 
which was, is it okay to use start the nacho method when you're introducing an hour's baby? Yes, but it's preferable if you do it before because any change you make is going to be related to the birth of that child. Mm, right. And it's, if there's if it's done negatively, then the child is going to blame it on you. Right. Or, and re- yeah. regardless, I imagine there's some some growing pains there, even though the end result is good. So it, it would be collated with that baby. Right. And if you're going to have an hours child, you, you can nacho the kids to a degree. Like I'm going to step back from some of these responsibilities so I can take care of the baby. But you can also have stepson or stepkid, sorry, help you because mm-hmm. you want them to have a bond. And it's right. as simple as, can you go get me her pacifier? Can you go get me the bottle? Or you want to help me pick out an outfit for the baby today. And then feeling like they have a purpose in, in the family too. Right, right. Because that's their half sibling. Right. right. Yeah, Tony and I had kind of talked about that on our um, Hours Baby episode also. Well, obviously, we didn't cover the not showing thing though. Yeah. No, but I feel that it depends on why you're not showing. Are you not showing because you want to do less for the stepkids because you're having a baby? Because then I feel like that's inappropriate. Yeah. Is- so I know this this person um, personally, and it's yeah. be she's nervous about having all these additional responsibilities while having to take care of her stepson. So she's wanting to like put him in like summer camps and stuff like that, so that she's not taking care of a brand new baby and the stepson because they have them a hundred percent of the time. Oh, I wouldn't say that that like putting them in summer camps and stuff. I feel like that would be a positive thing yes, because. That's fine. They get that social in- social interaction with other kids, and that that's important. I wouldn't necessarily say that that would be nachoing just by wanting to get them to do other activities and make well, it easier. Well, she's she's nachoing watching the child during the day. So yeah, yeah. yeah. but so, yeah, I do I, that with my kids. I put them into activities during school holidays so that I don't have to have all four kids at home. Right, mm-hmm. and of course, she does not need to tell the child that's why he's going to camp. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think she would. I think she just doesn't want him to feel like she doesn't want him around, but she's just not sure how to, because this is her first baby. So she doesn't know how to balance or right. she doesn't know how she's going to balance the two because she doesn't know what to expect or whatever. Do they yeah. have grandparents near or anything like that? Any family? Um, bio they, mom's family? Yes. Yeah, so they don't have grandparents, but they do have like other family and stuff that does help watch the kids sometimes. Okay. Then one thing she needs to do is make sure that she has um, talks to her husband about what she's wanting to change. And so if she's needing that time during the day that she doesn't want to watch the kid during the summer, then summer camp is great. It's beneficial for everybody. It's a win-win. I agree. If it's cooking, I don't know if I'm going to be able to cook because, you know, maybe she's breastfeeding and you only get, you stay awake two hours and then the baby nurses for two hours and it's crazy. So he may need to take over cooking it's not right. all step kid related that she's um what she's dealing with she's feeling overwhelmed which is yeah. valid yes yeah don't you love it for those that have had kids before don't you love it when you realize that you're pregnant and there's no way out of it like you're nine and a <laughs> half months and you're like i really gotta have this baby right. like, it's really gonna be another human in my home right that's how i'm feeling right now <laughs> yeah oh, i'm sure no. yeah Lauren yeah. can totally get that. If you're at home 100% of the time and you're going to have a baby, that's a lot. Um, I don't know how old the stepkid is, but you just don't want them to feel excluded. It's no different than if you come, if I would have came home with Jack's and McDonald's and didn't bring anything for the stepkids. That's not nacho when that's being a crappy person. 
Yeah. Right. Right. And has but, nothing to do with being a stepmom. That's just in as a human, you have right. not taken everyone into consideration knowing they were there. Right. And she can make a list of the things again, that she feels like need to be addressed. No, granted that doesn't mean it's written in stone. Right. And it doesn't even have to be addressed. It could also just be a boundary. Uh, we in our house, when Lincoln, little Lincoln takes a nap, I nap. Oh yes. I don't care what we're doing. I don't care if you thought we were going to make plans. You guys go. Because mm-hmm. when Lincoln naps, I nap. And you should. And I'm not yeah. sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there was guilt at first. I felt that guilt. Like, oh, I, I should be up and doing. And no, I shouldn't lay down. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's for the health of everybody in the family. Right. Because if not, you're going to have crazy Madison. Uh-huh. Not fun. Not mm-hmm. fun. I get, I start crying when I get angry. And when I start crying, my husband shuts down and then we're done for. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, and the ladies know because I've told I've done I've done it again. I felt lonely. We didn't have enough time together. You know how it goes in a step family sometimes. Yes, yes. When if it, I haven't touched my husband in a weekend, I've and someone else is going to hear that and go, "Oh my god, I cry at my husband that time too." And they're oh, yeah. not alone. Oh no, they're not alone. Can is... I say one other thing? I'm sorry. I think Lauren, you said you knew this girl. Yeah, that asked that question. Make sure that she also makes a list of things that she's going to want her husband to help with, with the new baby. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a good point. And it, you know, sh- she needs to explain to him, I'm not dumping all this on you, but I'm really freaking out and I need us to try this. And it doesn't always have to be dumped on significant other. If she can afford a maid to come once a week to clean her house, have at it. Mm-hmm. Put that responsibility on somebody else completely. If yeah. you can do it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Next question. That's okay. I've been a nacho stepmom our entire relationship. Now, all of a sudden, my partner wants me to be super involved. How do I make a compromise with him without compromising my boundaries? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always have questions for the questions. Any idea how long this person's been together? I don't know. Or how old the kids are? The kids are like roughly like 10 to 12 based on her uh, profile. Okay. So... What's happening with her husband is normal. He's having nuclear family dreams. He needs to step back into reality. Even if bio mom is not in the picture due to whatever reason, even death, that lady is not those kids' mom. Mm -hmm. And he's being unrealistic. And you can't force relationships. You can try all day long, but you can't force relationships from the stepmom or the stepkids. Right. Right. And- if she's comfortable with being more involved doing fun stuff, then that's good. But it doesn't sound like she is. It sounds like he wants her to re-engage in a motherly type role. Mm-hmm. Right. Which isn't for everybody. Right. And maybe he needs to identify that. What exactly is does he want? Does he want her to make more of the doctor's appointments? Does he want her to hug them more? What is he wanting? And then address those issues and identify the ones that, again, you can't force. If he tells her, I need you to hug my kid more, if she's not comfortable hugging the kid, that's not going to help anybody. Right. Or if the kid's uncomfortable hugging her, the kid might not want that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So she needs to figure out what exactly he's talking about as far as being more involved or more present, however it's worded, and then review it and come up with your boundaries and what you can and can't do. It may be something simple as, well, I'd like if you put a note in their lunchbox. Yeah. He just may be yeah, feeling, he may just feel like that they're too separate. And that's okay. Again, there are people that will go their whole life and in the blend and never have a bond with the stepkid. 
Yeah. They're, they're two different people. I don't like everybody. I, I, have a, I have a friend who's never bonded with her stepson. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even acknowledge her daughter, which is also his father's daughter, as his sibling. Oh, wow. Until I think she, so the daughter's three now, and he's only just come to accept her as his sister, but he's never accepted my friend as his stepmom ever. But his mum's had four boyfriends that have all been his stepdad, and she's got three, two or three other kids to two or three other blokes, and they're all his brothers. I love this because this happens all the time. There is something about when a stepmom comes into the picture. Mm-hmm. When that stepmom comes into the picture, it signifies or represents to a stepkid, my parents will never get back together. Mm. It doesn't matter how many Tom, Dick, and Harry's that bio moms had. It yeah. seems to work differently and affect the kids differently when it's the bio dad and a stepmom. Right. Yeah. Which I still don't understand. <laughs> I, I I don't either. I don't either. I, I can speculate. It's because stepmom is just a reminder that their mom's not there with their dad. And yeah. for some reason, they look at maybe bio mom's partner in a less permanent light. Like maybe they think, well, if my dad wants to get back with my mom, she would dump so-and-so. Right. Right. Especially when there's a revolving door of different men. Yes. Yes. And something I want to mention, I don't remember who brought this up or um, specifically what it was about, but anytime there's changes in the blend, like Lauren, you having this hours baby, don't be surprised if your relationship with your stepkids reset. What do you mean by reset? You basically feel like you're starting over. Everything that worked before is not working now. I am actually very concerned about that. (laughs) Well, it happens. It happens whether you move into a new house. It happens if you have lived together for 20 years and got married. Major life changes can reset the blend. And not necessarily in a horrible way, but it's changing. This kid now has a half sibling. Mm-hmm. Right. And everybody's trying to shift their roles accordingly. We noticed that as well when bio mom got a new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And when her relationships have changed, it then changes our dynamic. At one point, it was fear that I was not going to be steady. Mm-hmm. And all it took was telling him that y- your Nina is not going anywhere. And then he yeah. hugged me and he cried. I'm there, Nina. And then at one point, um, our my stepson told me that I broke his mom's heart. <sighs> so that was a narrative he heard from somewhere, right? Yeah. Uh, so all of these, and then we reset that time as well because mm-hmm. I had to handle that. Yes. And it's always changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're changing. We're changing. Right. One of my We've said kids. before on this podcast that uh, none of us, in our house have ever raised a 10-year-old and a six-year-old before. Nobody. We're all on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. It's new every day. I'll tell you something interesting with uh, David, his kids, the triplets are five years older than Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then Avery's like a year and a half older than them. But anyway, it's funny because I expected him to discipline his kids more than I do Jackson. <laughs> so for instance, I would tell him, your kids are teenagers. They should be able to fix their own breakfast and do their own laundry and whatever. Now, Jackson's done his own laundry since he was eight, I think. But if Jackson wants breakfast now, I'll say, what you want for breakfast, darling? Right. <laughs> Whereas if it was the stepkids, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you are babying those kids. Blah, blah, blah. You just looked at it completely different. And I remember one night, David was helping one of them do chores. And that chore for that child was dishes that night. And he always helped this one particular kid with the dishes. And it drove oh me insane. I'm thinking, teach him how to do it. Make him touch Mm -hmm. the nasty stuff. It's okay. Right. 
I was going to say, Tony, you have that with the lunch boxes, lunch boxes, dishes, you name it. Mm -hmm. But one night I looked at David and I said, why do you do that? And he said, what? I said, why do you baby him? He said, what do you mean baby him? I said, you basically do the dishes for him and he just kind of stands there. He said, it's the only time I get with him alone. Oh, slap you in the face there, stepmama. Right. <laughs> yeah. My big mouth. I walk into those kinds of things all the time. Mm -hmm. And that yep. makes a lot of sense because my husband never helps big K or big J with the dishes, but will always help little J with the dishes. And I'm like, you know, out of all the kids you should be helping with the dishes, it should be the youngest, not the middle child. Mm -hmm. And he'll happily, I took a step back from doing my stepson's lunchboxes because they didn't like the food I was packing. And I said, well, you can pack your own. And then he was like, oh, I'll pack their lunches for them. I'm mm -hmm. like, well, if you want to do that, do it. But they need to learn at the same time, especially um, with little Jay, um, one of his like occupational therapy skills that he needs to learn is he needs to learn how to butter a slice of bread properly because he tries to butter with the blade of the knife rather than the flat of the knife. And I'm like, every time you make a sandwich for him, he's not learning. Mm -hmm. And it just, it frustrates me because it's what well, I believe he should be doing. But at the same time, I can't tell him how he should be parenting his children. Right, right. And then if you show the stepkid, it can come across as you're judging my kid because they don't know how to do that. Or you didn't say that nice enough. You no, know, they feel critiqued or it can just go out of control. And you would yeah. think that you showing a kid how to do something beneficial would be welcomed. But it's not a lot of times by the bio parent and it's not by the kids. I was about to say, when, when it's not by the kids, you're not doing, you're not getting anywhere. Yes. Nope. You're going backwards. Then you're just going to get frustrated. Mm -hmm. But on that note, I think we need to wrap up. But Laurie, we're going to have to have you back another time because we still have a whole other page of questions that we had to ask you. Do you really? Yeah. yeah, we had so many questions to ask you. Um, So we'll have to have you on a late at a later time and then we can ask you some more questions just to pick your brain a little bit. Yes, of course. I'm sorry I'm so long-winded and I changed topics like... Uh, Jumping jelly bean or something. No, welcome we to the party. We do the same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we really appreciated you taking time to talk with us today. And I really appreciated your connection. And I look forward to meeting with you and talking with you more. Yes. And Lauren, you need to come back too. I will. I would love to. All right. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, Have a good night, Lori. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Raising His Kids. I hope you got as much from this as we did. What a great episode. Like and comment wherever you find your podcasts. Make sure to follow us on our social medias on Instagram as well as Facebook. We're still trying to grow our community there and any comments will help because we want to continue this conversation. We appreciate that you're here. <laughs>